You're listening to the smartest guys in marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor. What is happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Smartest Guys in Marketing podcast here with your host, Chris Evans. And little Tay Welch. Hey, we are back. Back and better than ever. This is the first real episode we've done in what? 25 years, 28 years? At least, at least. And I feel like the last podcast that we recorded, we said the exact same thing. I know. Well, <laughs> it's because it's because when you're balling so hard, it's just when hard. you're stacking the cash. When you're so rich. The- dude, Mayweather called me after the fight. And was like, dude, I need to borrow some. I was like, cool, bro, come on, swing on by. No big deal, no big uh-huh. deal. No, nah, dude, we, uh, dude, you know what is cool about this is one year ago today we were recording. We were out on the West Coast. Remember this? Yep. Was that and, one uh, year ago today? That was one year ago today. Yep. Wow. Yeah, out on the West Coast, hanging with Jay, did an iPhone giveaway, all that stuff. Yeah, dude. Wow. It's good to be back, man. We've been doing a, a lot, lot that's happened last year. I don't know if you want to give a quick update. Uh, well, both of our stand-up desks broke. Hence, we're both important. sitting down. That Taylor is the most is, important update. I think Taylor just stole his out of the janitor's closet, the one he's using right now. I don't know what's going on over there. but No, I emailed them and I said, bring me a desk now. I freaking pay my <laughs> rent every day. I mean month. <laughs> every month. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, there's a lot that's happened. Um, and just so everybody knows, if you've been wondering, man, where are Chris and Taylor? We've been doing some good stuff. Good stuff for doing, society. Good stuff been, for the world. We've been doing some dirty stuff. <laughs> we've, been, we've been doing stuff that our moms ought not to know about. Do you want to get into the details of that? or? Yeah, we've started a couple of new businesses. <laughs> we, uh, we've been having events. We just had an event last week. It was really good. And uh, we have just been stabilizing and bulletproofing and uh, kind of getting our operations to a place that can grow and scale. If you don't know, if you're just tuning in, like we got, we got our stuff to about half a million a month and it was really hard to scale past that. And so we kind of have been in the, uh, Chris has been wearing his lab coat every day, tinkering yep. and messing with uh new things and new offers. And I think that we're at a place now where we're kind of, we are coming back out of the woods. Dark night of the soul. I was going to say the closet, but that people would take (laughs) that the wrong way. And, but, uh, yeah, dude, it's been a good time. I think the, everything's really healthy right now, which is probably the main goal that you want to have for your business. People prioritize revenue so much, but they don't prioritize health, which means they make a lot of money. Then they capsize and go out of business. You want to be interested in health. Which was yeah. us. Like we were so concerned with money and we got to a place that, like every new level we hit, we realized that there was something missing and it was actually our own health and how we felt and what was truly important to us. Like obviously the revenue is important. Great profits are important, you know, for, for sustainability and longevity. But at the end of the day, if you get to a place where you don't enjoy what you're doing and if you don't like just jump out of the bed ready to go, uh, there's something wrong. And I think, I know for me, I don't know about you, but I got to that place. It was just like a grind, like that just never 
ended. Not that we're against the grind or, you know, all that. That's not the topic of this conversation. But when you're just like, man, what am I doing? You know, and it's easy when there's so much going on to lose direction and lose sight of the vision and why you got into this, you know, in the first place. Especially when you get to a place you're starting to bring on employees and you have responsibilities and the taxes and, you know, all the stuff that you got to do the day to day. So that, that was really important, man. Big learning lesson. And just getting good people on our team. Yeah, I would say it's also about if do the people that work with you enjoy what they do as well. It's probably mm. a big deal. Bigger deal than we give uh we previously gave credit to. Yep. So, you want to jump into uh what we're talking about today? Yeah, I think that you should bestow upon us this title. The title for today's message is Turn in your Bible. The Song of Solomon, chapter two. What is the levels and devils, y'all? Levels and devils. Levels and devils, y'all. I'm putting that there. Levels and devils, y'all. Yeah, it's it's crazy to me. You know what's it, what's really powerful is when you finally learn that the uh, the person on level nine is battling just as hard as the person at level two. They're mm. just battling different things. Mm-hmm. And uh, so many times entrepreneurs, we are, we're looking for it to get easier. Uh, but in fact, our skills get greater and the challenges get greater. And those two things in tandem create about the same level of battle at each new level. Uh, but I thought what we, would, we could take some time to outline what are the different devils, so to speak, or the different battles that you have to fight to get through the different plateaus in your business. So there's a plateau at 10 grand a month. There's a plateau at 50. There's a plateau at 100. There's a plateau at 300. There's a plateau at a million a month. There are all these plateaus that people struggle to get past. And once we get past uh, a million consistently, we'll probably tell you that there's a plateau at 2 million or whatever. We'll figure it out for you. That's the beauty of following our work. So I think we could just start at the beginning, work our way up and uh, go from there. Yeah, I just want to put like a little footnote here, if that's okay with you. Oh, it's so good, man. I think every level requires singular focus of mastery. You know, and once you get that mastery, you know, it really is if you, if you just picture you're building this amazing house, you know, it's really the, the foundation. And these are foundational things that once you get these things in place for the level you're at, it's going to give you a strong place to build on to go to the next level without it all crumbling, right? Because we don't want a business that we can do 15 grand this month and 15 grand the next month. And then month three, it's like, oh crap, you know, major pendulum swings because you can't build on top of that. So uh, part of our effort here today is to give you some insight into the levels that you need to master, right? To give you the ability and afford you the opportunity to build in a healthy way to the next level and so on and so forth. Yeah. Hundred percent. You want to take the first one? Yeah. Ten so, ten thousand bones a month. What do, what do I have to do to hit ten thousand bones a month? You have to be good at sales. That's it. That's it. Really, because especially when we're talking high ticket, right? You know that that's not many clients. That's like yeah. three or one or one. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, like at when we started out, we were charging three grand. Yeah. 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 I think you want me to share my opinion, bro. It's going to get, it's going to get nasty. I absolutely think you should share your opinion. It's going to get nasty. And I don't mean this negatively. So don't take this the wrong way. 
But if you can't get to 10 grand a month, you should be so disgusted with yourself as a human. Well, that there you it is. Go out and do whatever you have to do. You know, real. That's what I've been waiting for. This is me That's being honest. I mean, I'm, I'm shocked at the people walking around and like, they can't even get to 10 grand a month and they are messing with their click funnels and they're like, buy, dude, you, it is so easy to get past 10 grand a month. And if you've been working at something and you can't get it past 10 grand a month, I'll just be real honest. Like you should be at the pinnacle of frustrated with yourself and your life because that is the first and easiest plateau. You don't have the right help. You don't have the right skill sets which is really just one. You just have to learn how to get people to give you money. Yeah. Too strong? Yeah. And no, no, no. I appreciate that contrast because society, you know, pulls us down into a place of apathy where we accept like 10K. I, dude, I remember like 10K was like the goal. It was like, oh my God. I could do it was 10, my first goal too. Month, yeah. You know? And it's just, you have to understand your ceiling of potential is way, 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 way beyond that. Right. So I, and I would even push the envelope a little bit and say it's, it's more than that. If you can't get to 20 grand or 30 grand, or maybe 50 grand, mm. like what the hell are you doing, man? Or woman? It's like, it's like being like, you know, my, what's your health goals? Oh, I want to be, I want to be 295 and down to 45% body fat. Whoa. Whoa. That's like real unhealthy. That's your goal. I think people set low goals thinking that it's going to enable and empower them to hit them. But really what it is, is you're cheating. You're cheating on the future version of yourself that you could be and should be. That's pretty much it. You got to learn how to sell. Very simple. One skill can take you past 10, 20, 30. Seriously. Learn how yeah, to sell. I, have, I have good news. If you've ever been in a place where you've been terrified of sales, you're like, oh, I suck at sales. That does not have to be the case. Right. So many people, there's so many misnomers about sales and people have just yucky feelings about sales. And, you know, it's just like this thing that's weighing them down. And that's why they got into internet marketing because some guru told them that they didn't have to sell or talk to anybody. They could just stay in their parents' basement on the computer in the dark, like a weird creep. Uh, but you don't yeah. have to, and it can be healthy and good. And it's actually a requirement for your impact and the money that you want to make and that you should make. Totes my goats, man. Totes my goats on that one. Toties my goaties. You want it? You want me to hit the next one? Yeah. Fifty, fifty thousand per month. I have another dangerous opinion, but I'll share it in a little bit. So just stay on the edge of your seats right now. Don't get erect though. Fifty thousand a month. At some point, you're gonna run out of attention. You learn how to sell. You get good at selling. You're pretty much setting yourself up into a position of. A, absolute control that you're going to hit at minimum 10 grand, 20 grand a month, but you're going to run out of attention. The next plateau involves you learning how to go out and generate attention, replenish the attention that you're cashing in via sales. This is a really fancy way of saying you have to master marketing. You yeah. have to learn how to actually get people to pay attention to you because if you just tap your whole network, and you cash them all in and you don't replenish the network, you don't replenish the people who are paying attention to you, then you're going to stay stuck. So you have to get past that to get past 50. Thoughts on that? And it, yeah. And, and attention, meaning people who understand what you sell, what you offer, and that it's a good fit for what they need. And here's a big problem that people make and that keep them stuck 
in these these two levels is they're out there with multiple a plural of messages and offers and things to the market and the market is confused they have no idea what the hell you do right you assume that just because you have a website and you have a bunch of stuff on there that people know but you think about it like a battering ram right if you have you know, I don't know if you watch the like old school like Viking shows and these dudes trying to raid the castle. They have like singular pressure to bust down that door. It's like Gossip Girl, and uh, this is us. <laughs> I've seen, never seen that. Um, okay, that'll be another podcast episode: emotional manipulation of this is us. But you know what I'm saying? Like you have pressure. You know, one singular point of pressure to bust through and get into that castle, raid the castle and take it over. Like a freaking Viking was like just blood dripping down. It's focus. It's focus. Yeah. And so you have to have focus of, of your message and your offer. And that was something that really like that cracked the ceiling for us to get to the next level. It's like when we wiped away everything else, because a lot of times we think, Oh man, if, you know, if I offer, you know, I, I can write copy for someone, I can build a funnel, I can run their traffic. I could cut their lawn that's opportunity, right? No, it's not. It actually costs you dearly. You get this, then you can focus your marketing, your messaging, really call out the people that should be listening to you, repel the people that you don't want. That's when you can gain a lot of momentum. Yeah. And I think that if, until you can get past this plateau, you really don't have a business. Mm -hmm. What you have is a very trying to think of the right word. You have a job that you have to work and it beats working for someone else, but you still have a job. You don't really own a business because until you can go on and generate attention and get past this revenue threshold, uh, you don't have much control over your family's future. You can't, you can't make sure that everything's good mm -hmm. if something corrects or something changes in the market. So I think, again, I'm not trying to go too mindset heavy, but people's goals are just too low, man. Like, if your goal is 20K a month, like I get it, I understand it, but your circle sucks. The people you're around suck. Like you have to fix it because you think that that's good. And that's really not a business. That's kind of a job that you don't actually control. Yep. Yikes. Just being real, man. That's true. It's like in Gossipville. <laughs> is that your favorite show now? You guys no, are like that. My wife, I want to honor my wife and just let her do the things that fill her up. And so I sit there and watch Gossip Girl, but really I just read on my Kindle. So there's only so long that you can use that excuse for watching Gossip Girl. Well, we're watching it. We're on our third time now, so she really likes Gossip Girl. Oh, yeah. Anyway. So I think just to categorize these and like wrap these two levels up, it's sales and it's the ability to generate opportunity. To make yep. sales. Yep. Yep. Next one. Take us away. 100,000 buckaroos. Per month. Per month. Here Not you're, per year. You're, you're in real business builder territory once you can get to 100K a month. And I, by the way, just a caveat here, the fact that I have to say this is sad, but it's true. We mean actually earning 100K a month, not posting on your Facebook that you're going to hit 100K a month this year or that you just did something with a client and it's going to take them to 100K. We mean actually doing 100K a month, not saying that you're going to, not alluding that you're going to do it. It's disgusting, man. How many people were like, they allude to the fact that they, 
you think that they do 100k a month because the way they talk about it but they actually don't we mean you gotta act this is actually getting to 100k a month yeah yeah so this new level creates quite a bit of chaos quite a bit of chaos because you you know you have marketing that's going on you have sales right well you've mastered those two and so now your problem is operational things day-to-day handling taxes finances you know hiring team fulfillment and so you have all this stuff and you're like this what this is what happened to us we got i mean really good at the first two and they were like what the hell do we do now because then it's like you know big business owner stuff you know responsibility it's not like just two dudes that let's do marketing and can get a credit card from someone yeah employees and dealing with personalities and processes procedures yep so what keeps people underneath this level is perfectionism Mm. perfectionism if you can't kill your perfectionistic tendencies then you're not going to be willing to ride the waves and tolerate the chaos that comes with Oh my gosh, I have too many clients now and my fulfillment system's broke and I have to make sure that they're getting results. And at the same time, one of my staff just put in their two weeks notice and I don't know how to replace them. And all of this is happening at the same time. What we see is we see people retreat like hermit crabs back into the safety of low revenue numbers, low chaos, because they can't make it through that valley of shit. I don't know what to do. This is where it's, this level is where it becomes really, really paramount and important that you have somebody who's been through the valley and is on the other side mm-hmm. who can slap you around and be like, okay, look, this is what you do. This is what you don't need to do. And one of the guys posted in our group, he just hired a sales team and uh, he's in our elite long-term masterminds. And this was about a month ago. I remember sending him a voice message and he's building a sales team. And I was like, do this at the end. So you don't lose the sales. And, and basically I connected him up with something that cost us about a quarter of a million dollars, not even kidding to learn. And he messaged me, he posted in one of our groups a little bit ago, he was like, Taylor gave me this piece of advice and his closers are closing at 60%, not him, his closers. So it's like, if you see how the power of someone going through the Valley and it's like, we're on the other side and we're like, Hey, just so you know, you don't see it yet, but there's a giant freaking devil right here. Here's how to just go around it. Man, what, how do you put a worth or a price tag on that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And it, it's, it's amazing how people get to this and they bounce right back to the bottom because they're so f- unfamiliar with the chaos. They're not comfortable with it. And they just retreat to that cave. They retreat to safety, what's familiar with them. And so, each one of these levels is going to require you, uh, you know, with the foresight and understanding that it's going to be uncomfortable and that's normal and that's good. And, you know, you want to normalize that as quick as possible. That makes 100%, sense. hundred percent. All right, let's hit the next one. Unless you got more to say on that one. Nope. So number one, you got to learn to get good at sales. Number two, you got to master marketing. Number three, you really have to be able to manage the chaos and make it through all of that. To get to 300K a month, there's, this is the next plateau. What we see is a lot of times when people can duplicate products, have multiple products, they can get past 300 a month really easily. 
And so by this, I mean two products. So if you're doing 80 grand a month or 30 grand a month and you have four products, you're doing it wrong. There's something probably not right with your business model. Yeah. We got past 300 plus per month with two products. Yeah. The other thing of that too, if you are pushing out multiple products is if you actually look at the numbers, you know, with your time spent, your team involved, revenue generated and actual profit, you, know, you probably have one or two things in your business that are producing the majority of the revenue and you should just slash and burn the other ones. Yep. Yep. And I think people buck this because it doesn't feel safe to them, mm-hmm. but it's a really, we have a, a major lack of accurate thinking. And so it feels safer to have like, Oh, I have 12 products, bro. I'm so diverse. I'm so safe. And it's like, okay, well, bro, guess what? Two of your products are making 89% of your revenue and the others are taking 50% of your time. You're an idiot. They're actually costing you. Yeah. If you put all your time into the two things that are working, you'd be way past where you are now. And so there's this like just disease of inaccuracy in how people think and they don't want to look at their numbers. Dude, we had clients who paid us a lot of money to work with us for two, three years at a time who just wouldn't look at their numbers. And it's like, okay, what do you do Mm -hmm. with that? You know, you let go and you let God. (laughs) Oh, any other things to add at this level? No, no, I think it's good. That's a good sum up for that one. All right. Here's another, here's a big plateau. It's 500 K. It took us a while to get to 500 K a month. This is half a million dollars per month in revenue. What's the secret, bro? Economics. All economics, bro. It's, All not, economics. Mar- it's not marketing. Mm. You see Taylor's face right now. It ain't marketing, big boy. It's economics because if you tap into what can you spend to acquire a client or a customer? What's the max that you can spend? And then what's the max on the back that you can pull out from that client in a way that is healthy and value driven and solution oriented, not in a scammy pay for my dumbass MLM. Yeah. You know, but these two things, what, what can you spend in terms of an acquisition cost? And then what can you produce in terms of a ROI from that? then you, it's just math. It's just, you spend as much as you need to, to hit the threshold of half a million a month. Yep. It's, yeah, it's being able to, it's being able to look at the numbers and then manage that gap. Yep. And being okay with it. Yeah. Which dude this is a mental battle because sometimes, I mean, yesterday I got on a call with uh, awesome. She's like an amazing relationship. She helps married couples with their relationships. She does coaching and consulting and, She's like, I just need to fix my ads. I'm like, why do you need to fix your ads? She's like, well, look at it. She's like, well, we're getting negative comments. And I'm like, okay, well, how much have you spent? Thousand bucks. Okay, how many apps? 17. How many clients? Three. Don't change anything. Oh my gosh. And we're at a, like a $300 acquisition cost for a $4,000 client. Let's just open up your bank account and spend as much pos- as possible. This is economics. Yep. If you can spend three hundred and acquire four thousand dollar client, you just ramp that machine up. But it's uncomfortable because we still see it as an expense, and we have to change and mature in how we view the economics of our business. Right? 
Yeah, case in point, just we had an event last, what was it, two weeks ago? Last Nash- week. Last week. And a guy who was there, one of our clients, he actually has a Facebook ads agency and he has a mindset block to spend money on his own business. I mean, this dude spends tons and tons and tons of people's money, gets some great results, but yet he has a mindset block on spending money for his own business to get clients. So, you know, everybody is susceptible to this. Yep. And you have to to be confident in the numbers, know your numbers. That way you don't make emotional based decisions like this person that you're talking about right now. Their focus is on something that is entirely inaccurate. They're inflating the importance of that. And it's just not. It's actually probably a good thing because they're getting engagement. People are interacting with their ads, right? It's like all publicity is good publicity. But instead, that could be, if they didn't have that conversation with you, they would pull back. Yep. Reminds me of that one episode in Gossip Girl where they're all gossiping about this one person and making an emotional decision. Oh, I thought you read your Kindle. I'm just making stuff up at this point. All right, last, last plateau that we, we are able to talk about is a million a month. A million a month. And a million a month is uh, what we're noticing is it's kind of all of these things combined, and it's a lot of mindset. It's a lot of mindset. It's a lot of culture. And uh, culture is this buzzword. That until I think, in, I think a lot of entrepreneurs underrate it and undervalue it until they get burned by it. Mm-hmm. And uh, like for us, you know, like culture was just kind of like, what? What are you? Who cares about that? Like, I'll, let's yep. talk about Facebook pixels instead. But then you get burned by it, and like, dude, the last six months, man, we've just been burned by it. Yeah, we did not build culture. We just were hiring people just to do jobs, but we weren't actually proactive in building a culture or an environment for our team that was conducive to what we wanted. And so this is what's kept us from consistently eclipsing that a million a month. We've gotten close, but I would say it's a big, big, big emphasis on what is the culture you're building for your team internally. And when it comes to your mindset, what are you willing and not willing to give your attention to? Because a a $50,000 a month entrepreneur gives their attention to things that a million dollar a month entrepreneur will not give their attention to. That's good. That's real good. Hit me where it hurts, man. (laughs) I was going to say something, but I'm just holding back. You know, it's, it's hard to, for us to adopt the correct mindsets and to evolve in our thinking and how we're flexible and all that kind of stuff. At this level, I think it's about you being able to instill that into your, you know, your teammates, your employees, people who are, have come onto the team to replace the things that you do. And that is a a major challenge. But when you get to that place, then you can accomplish, like we could go out and we could push and do a million dollars a month in revenue, but it wouldn't be healthy. You know, we, we would be a yo-yo. We would go up and come right back down because the foundation is not there with the next layer deep. And that's our team, right? So now the revenue that we are doing, it's a very healthy revenue. A lot of it happens without myself or without Taylor, which is a real business. I was just in Italy for, you know, a week. I didn't do anything in business, you know? And that's the place you want to get to where it can push on without you because you've 
transferred your mindset, your culture, how you think about things, how you process things, how you accomplish things to the people that are on your team. And if you can duplicate yourself in that way, you know, and build on top of great, amazing people who are loyal, care about you, care about the clients, care about the process. Uh, that's where the, you know, the sky is the limit. Yeah. Can I just add one more thing before we wrap up? Yep. Is we used to talk about it all the time, but like just the, the idea of normalization and environment mm. and our buddies are doing more than a million a month and being around them resets. Like, cause what you're saying right now is true. You really look back at it. Like, dude, we, I remember when I was just getting started in my career, it was like, I want to retire by 30 and like live on the beach and stuff. And, and it's like, I sometimes tell people that and it's like, well, we could do that now. Dude, we have enough in the bank and we have a solid enough process, solid enough team that we don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. We could just vacation and travel around, but that would be a dangerous move. That would be a dangerous short-sighted undercut of our calling and our potential. And I think what keeps us in the right headspace is being around people who their impact is not just triple what ours is. It's 11 X it's 15 X what ours is. And it's like, we see that and it, actually pushes back what's normal for us and gets us into a headspace where we see what's possible. And we didn't talk about it, but probably the biggest danger for you getting to hundred K a month is thinking that 50 K a month is acceptable. And the biggest danger for you getting to 500 K a month is getting to 120 and thinking that that's okay. It's not worth the headache to get past it. And so who you roll with, who you talk with, who you hang with, who you pay attention to, is of the utmost importance because it actually defines what is good or bad for you. And that's a tool that you have at your disposal. Yeah. I think it's, it's ever expanding and increasing your belief system. What you believe is possible. It's funny. Like we were at dinner last night with the family and well, I was, you weren't, I don't know what you were doing, but I was playing at my church being a good Christian. <laughs> Does that make a good Christian? I was serving the Lord with gladness. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Jaden, my nine-year-old, asked if I had a retirement account. Like this topic of conversation came up about me having a retirement account. And, you know, because that's what, that's the mindset that people have is like, oh, I'm building, like I'm working years and years and years and building for when I finally turn seven years old and I can take some time off as opposed to ever expanding, ever growing. And I told him like, I don't ever plan to retire. And my philosophies on this are a lot different than most of the world because, you know, every new level requires personal growth from me. And yeah, of course I have a lot of money and do things smart and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, just that, just remembering that, uh, you know, really I think sets kind of what we're talking about, about environment, the people that you're with, um, really in the proper light. You know, it's like the mindset you should have is, no, this, this new level requires something different of me. It's a new problem. It's a new thing I have to figure out, which means that I'm going to adapt to that. I'm going to normalize that. And I will be a better person on the other side of that. So if you ever want to stop being a better person, don't go from 10 grand a month, to 50 grand a month, or 50 to 100 or 100 to 300, whatever. You want to stop growing as a person, stop growing your revenue. That's a wrap. Guys, check out the memos. They're getting good. Monthlymemos.com or trafficandfunnels.com slash memos. We got a lot of uh, a lot of goodies to show you. 
So stay tuned. Adios. Thank you.